<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Nerd Watching Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the Southern Wrestling Scholar, ZJ Pierce. Along with me today, once again, are The Reaper, Tory C, and Quandeniable Quan. How are y'all? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're doing good. The Rumble is just days away, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday. It is Saturday, January 27th. I'm so excited. 30 men, 30 women's about to get it on. Yes. All for the opportunity to headline the showcase of the immortals, the granddaddy of them all, the greatest spectacle in all of sports entertainment. WrestleMania in Philly. I want a cheese steak on God. <laughs> but no, like, I'm really excited for the Royal Rumble. That's like that's my introduction to wrestling. That's my first pay per view. So it's and it's my favorite pay per view because anything can happen. Now we got sixty people for anything to just happen. And the beauty of it all is we <clears throat> we as fans we do not know the order. That's what makes it so exciting. Like like I said, like I got a couple of predictions for the Rumble, but I'm getting to those like way later because like I got a very special announcement about the Rumble that I'm going to share with even my crew for the first time today. But we're gonna go ahead and jump into some of the things that we covered over last weekend. As we say, like last show was recorded on a Saturday. Yes, we're gonna put timestamps on what we do because this is a time sensitive matter. Um, we recorded last Saturday prior to Battle in the Valley and Hard to Kill, and now we have news coming out of both of those shows. First and foremost, Kazuchika Okada once again got the up on the Billy Goat. Well, Osprey in a banger of a match back. Kazuchika Okada ain't been putting on. Okada's been putting on near seven star matches. The Billy Goat, you don't get that name from nothing because Will Osprey just towed up all in twenty twenty three. Yes, man, he deserves all this praise he's been getting, man. But that, like, but that's not the only news we got coming out of Battle of the Valley because at the end. Of the Shingo Takagi John Moxley match, AEW's wallet. Like this case, former AEW. I mean, he was still AEW's at the time. <laughs> like AEW's like jungle five boy. minutes into that segment, he was five minutes into that segment. AEW's Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, the former Jungle Boy, but Jack Perry. And at minute stormed five. Battle of the Valley, stormed Shingo Takagi, and. Then pulled out his AEW contract and ripped it up. Rip it. In yes. the middle of the ring, then donning the scapegoat armband. Ooh, what that finna be? An angle. Just an angle. Like, do we call him scapegoat or this one might be a faction? I would hope not. Would you hope it wouldn't be a faction? I hope he do some solo mm-hmm. stuff, at least at first. Do you think um, it's time for him to do this solo thing? Yes. It started good prior to this whole all-in fiasco. That's all we're going to call it. <laughs> and, but, like, now that he's back somewhere, like, hopefully he gets the spotlight he deserves. Um, one more debut coming out of the Battle in the Valley pay-per-view. Matt Riddle obviously had a tag team match against the Mighty Don't Kneel where he promised a surprise partner, unfortunately, the match graphic ruined it during. And that's not the point. Matt Riddle's interest. But even the still, point. the Chosen Bros reunited at the Battle of the Valley. Jeff Cobb came and joined his friend Matt Riddle to take on the Mighty Don't Now, now this is a question I got specifically for Quan because you, of course, are familiar with the Billy Goat and Jeff Cobb and the rest of the United Empire. Good people. Put your crowns up. Does this reunion 
with Riddle in any way affect the United Empire? Like, does Riddle like Not in become involved by association? Not in the slightest. Not as like this. This could be his own separate thing, and everything could be cool. Yes, because Jeff needs something to do when Osprey, you know, isn't on that side of the water anymore. Because that's not where his contract is. <laughs> <laughs> like I need something to do when the Empire, you know, is taking a momentary break, and you know, chosen bro. But hey, um, I'm getting this tag team scene real quick. You feels hey, AWN um. New Japan and basically any promotion overseas, they're always doing um, work with each other. So you never know what this could be, though, bro. Yeah, he might be AEW contract. That is, we're talking about Will Ospreay. But, hey, never know. So we got to keep our eye out for the New Japan. New Japan Strong products. Let you guys know if we have any more developments on that. Um, also, another show that happened over the weekend after the taping of our last episode, TNA's Hard to Kill. TNA Wrestling is back. We are crossing the line. I have a review of their first impact of the new era coming up in a bit, but I just wanted to take a couple minutes to cover some of the things that happened at Hard to Kill. First of all, congratulations to Giselle Shaw, won the Knockouts Ultimate X match. Like She now has a championship match that's in her back pocket. Defeated five top notch superstars, including former women Tasha Steels. Um, Steve, Crazy Steve, defeated Tommy Dreamer to become the digital media champion. Um, the ABC retained their tag team titles over the Rascals, the Grizzly Young Veterans, and Trent Seven and Mike Bailey. Uh, Chris Saban defended his title against Kushida and Vikingo. Moose defeated Alex Shelley to become the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. And Jordan Grace defended Trinity to become knockout champion for the third time. Um, afterwards, Trinity was given a standing ovation. She will have her time to shine at the next couple of tapings where she's still, I'm pretty sure, going to wrap up her time in TNA. More or less. We may hit that six-month mark. So, like, yeah, I just want to take the time to congratulate all the champions on their matches. But that's not all the news we have coming out of Hard to Kill as we have had two debuts. But wait, there's more. First in the form of the former Dana Brooke in WWE, now going by Ash by Elegance. She's so elegant. (laughs) You know, I saw a clip of that, and I was like, yo, dude, that's Dana Brooke. Yeah, she's fine. Like, that's her, like... But I don't like how people are already, like, kind of crapping on us. Like, don't call her bootleg Tony Storm. Let's see where this goes. Like, because people have said that. Like, you know when they do the, like, don't copy my, like copy your homework, cool, but, like, just don't make it look too obvious. I mean, there's black oh, and white wow. movies, and there's movies we go to see. Like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. There's black and white movies, and there's movies by elegance. Let's uh, see where this goes first. I got one for you real quick. Are we Even though they're not in the same... Promotion. Is this gonna be another Road Warriors demolition type deal? Just think uh-huh. about what I'm saying. As far as the you know, looking alike, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like I, I hope not because this time it's Tony Storm character is like so unique. Like like the, I, I feel like the differences will be like um you gotta understand that time is Tony Storm because somewhat on the delusional side, like kind of like your R Truth goofy, <laughs> but not really. While Ask My Elegance is probably just about to be straight lady, like like she's not like I'm gonna give like Ash like like how Tony Storm is delusional Marilyn Monroe Ash by Elegance is gonna be Liz Taylor. Oh, she's a lady. Alrighty then. 
Like, also, former Dolph Ziggler, the most wanted man, Nick Nemeth, has decided to cross the line at the end of the main event between Alex Shelley and Moose. Super kicked Moose in the jaw, revealing a TNA shirt under the suit. Invaded my boy's time to shine because I told you guys I mean, last year. Moose invaded year. Josh Alexander's time to shine when I had my kid in the ring. So, like, next story. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> my, chi- my child <laughs> and wife were hugging hey, me, hey, and you showed up in the in, corner baby. of that. He and cashed Nick, in. And Nick cashed in. All right. So call your, the name of that match that Moose was called, call your shot. Call to get your wife out of here. But this ain't about him or Josh, even though Josh had a banger against um. Stole Stone, my boy shine, but I love it though. I love it. I like, love the way he came in. I honestly can't wait to see what Nick Nimbus gonna do. I hope he does. I hope he has like a Kurt Angle esque run. Ooh. Like, because Kurt came in and showed out in TNA. I hope. Can I be perfectly honest with you guys? I'm gonna make this short as I can. Kurt Angle pissed me off with that one time, one time only. Um, when he um got on social media, was like I'm taking some time away, be with my kids and all that, my family. Dude, you was in TNA what two weeks later or less. That's all I wanted to say. <clears throat> I had to get that itch, man. And TNA was going to let me do it off. Like, as, lo- as long as I showed up, it didn't hurt nobody. <laughs> TNA let me run. Yes, sir. And Kurt Angle ran that company. And I hope Nick Nimitz is. I hope he. I hope he works his way up to get that same opportunity, like to be seen in the same. Like, cause we we're already behind him. We like we've been wanting to see what. Nick Nimitz could do outside the bubble for a long time. That's what I was going to ask you. Are we, are, will the creative really, because everybody knows he's been over for so long. But WWE under, underutilized him, man. I can't wait to see what comes out of this. Like, so excited. Um, well, um, now we got to touch on some unfortunate situations over the week. Um, there were a couple injuries that we do got to address and wish the best of luck to. First of all, NXT superstar Core Jade injured at a house show in a match against Ren Sinclair for the Matty Rinkowski. Um, to our ACL is out for upwards to nine months. We this, just got him back. Like, like devastating time because she just came back at NXT ah. deadline. Like... That that bug don't be caring about nobody. Y'all, y'all wanted Sasha Banks back so bad. <laughs> oh, but I told you what, it cost you three life. You had to sacrifice Charlotte, Cora Jade, and somebody soon to be determined. And to be determined to happen, and like I'm gonna spell it. Y'all wanted to not hinder the gender so <laughs> bad, so we had the match, and now. It is being reported that Seth Rollins got. We're not even like, talking about this show. We're, we're not we even not talking about the show, but we got to address the injury. To the impact. We are on the injuries now. You missed that part when we moved on. <laughs> but yes, unfortunately, it is being reported that WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Freaking Rollins has torn his MCL and has a slight and has a partially torn meniscus. Um, he was pulled from this week's. This weekend's house show schedule, including the house show down here in Montgomery, hurt my heart because I was really looking forward to seeing Seth. But um, obviously now we have gotten word that we are going to address the situation this Monday on Monday Night Raw. Um, no matter the prognosis, we here at NWW wish both Cora Jade and Seth Rollins the speediest of recoveries. Godspeed, ladies and gentlemen. You already know where they're getting their surgery done at, right? Cause um, where did you go for your news? I know that, um they, they, they go to Birmingham too. Come on, Doctor Andrews. Baby. So Doctor Andrews just be fixing everybody up. Doctor Andrews. Like gotta love the medical team over at UAB. 
Alright, gentlemen, y'all ready to talk about this week in wrestling? Let's talk about some wrestling. Alright, boom. We're gonna jump in with the flagship program, the granddad of them all, Monday night, raw. And we have a banger opener, like like you said, Royal Rumble is now this upcoming Saturday, January 27th. So everybody got that fever. And who got that fever more than that boy who wants to finish that story? Yes. Cody Rhodes. So, you know, everybody got to come out and cut their Rumble promo. And everybody got to have a rebuttal this week. This week's lucky pair was Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. Obviously, they talked about their shared history of first being WWE Tag Team Champions together way back in 2011. Anybody remember that? <laughs> 2010 or 2011. I want to say they lost their titles to Cena and David Otsunga. The more you know. Mm. Like, yes, that's a real life thing. Mm. So, obviously, both Cody Rose and Drew McIntyre uh, were cut from WWE at one point in time, did their things outside WWE. Drew went here, became a star. Cody went there, became Cody. And... Now, um, Drew McIntyre feels there's a lot of similarities between the two, while Cody feels that Drew is now at this point making a bunch of complaints. When it comes to when it comes to the career of, mean, of there's, both, there's complaints and then there's things like there's things lying in facts. Like, like it might be a complaint to you, but it's still true, baby. Like, let's get some things understood here. All right, so all right, let's get them understood. Yes. Like his his first complaint, which was, I really didn't believe this heel turn, was when he's talking about um he didn't get the championship run he wanted. Like I was on Seth Rollins side, we just said, "Baby, you got to win the championship in the pandemic when people were losing their lives. Boo hoo could shoot you for you, you." <laughs> like that sounds like a personal problem. Um, go. second of all, I Jay Uso did not cost you the WWE Championship at Clash of the Castle because I could I could go over there because. I had personal problems. Your family did it. So deal with my family. What you mad at me for? I'm over on Raw. I'm not even with them no more. I'm on Raw making a new start. And and my name is still in your mouth. Because your name is still Uso. Like you turned heel at the sound of my name. Who you giving the title match to, Seth? Jay Uso. (laughs) Raw, raw, raw. That is what you did. Baby, let's not forget. This story been going on for some years. Mm. You and your family have been running a rough shot. Now you just want a new start on a new day, baby. No. Like this, this story has this story has been going on for years, but it hasn't affected I'm, you until we went to Wales. Hey, baby, it affected me. It still affected other people, and now you want me and all these other people to just move on? Nah, I'm gonna tell you. I said I'm sorry. Yo, go back and look at the footage. Glasgow. Go back and look at the footage when they had the camera on Tyson Fury. Solo was right there with his hoodie all the way down, so nobody could tell that was him. No bull. Check it out for yourself. But I'm with you on that though. It was your family. But yeah, my baby, you in that family? Like you still did that? You still reap them benefits? Like your folks robbed the bank and you out here eating good? Like you yes, had the tag Yes, you still gotta go down. Like, <laughs> fruit of the and poisonous tree. And worried baby. about them is why you ain't got no world title and why you not gonna win this Royal Rumble, says Cody Rhodes. Like basically, and like, and then while you doing all this comparing, you kept talking about with a match we had last week. We both came back. Who won it? Said Cody Rhodes. Who won Drunk. your WrestleMania match, Cody? Who won your Wales match, Drew? <laughs> the same person, and that's the problem. <laughs> the same person, and that is the problem. Moving on. Moving on. Ooh, like, we're going to move on, but you ain't going to like it. So remember how I said our truth is the greatest thing living? Boy, he is gold, baby. Like, you get mad, that's but this this judgment day, this judgment day bit is. Tell me. Tell this thing, money, literally. Put it, <laughs> put it in his hands. 
Truth put it in the hands. Truth out there making stacks, baby. Stacks. Like, that. I can't get mad at it. Like I said, I'm always for the commitment to the bit. And he even carried it over to the tag team match with, um, with um, Miz that he had later, the um, Austin Truth versus Judgment Day. Like, he said everybody go get their cut. I brought Finn Balor cut to the ring. I was in the entrance. I got I got the live, laugh, love graphic. Yes, sir. J.D. McDonough ain't even. I sold two shirts. J.D. McDonough ain't in none of this merch. Once again, I'm on the R-Truth side of this thing. Hey, what did, that, what did I, I think um, Damien said? Damien said, well, he's not wrong because his name's not on the shirt. <laughs> Like this is like what does R Truth bring to the Judgment Day? First of all, he earns his cut. Like <laughs> he earned for the club. He they watched that little promo on the TV. R Truth by R Truth put R Truth put it on put a two thousands TV in the club. <laughs> so now they can watch all the vignettes and stuff. Did you see that roll he gave Dirty Dom? That fat roll. I'm telling you. That's man. right, baby. That's right. But this is good, though, man. He he is gold, man. Because not everybody can do what he do and get over with it, right? Like, like as, as long as long as as long as it's over with the people, let's let's just not run into the ground. Like I said, uh, that did translate for a win for Damian Priest and Finn Balor against Awesome Truth, however, because eventually Damian Priest did get fed up with the antics. Um, but that was just to also further the story of the tag titles because. Earlier in the show, JD and Dom did take on DIY and sort of a we're gonna get this tag type number one contenders match. Um Tommaso Champa coming off a win on from Finn Balor last week. DIY getting the win in the tag team title match this week. Quan, where like do we put the belts on DIY? I know like most people think we're gonna break them up inevitably. But Wait, like what, what else are we gonna do with them? Maybe give them the decent tag run that they deserve, and then break them up. So yes, you're, yes to both. So we give them the we give them the belts at the rumble. We give them the belts in general. Like we separate this, we separate the unified tag belts. Uh, who's gonna turn and on get who? Some tag. Tommaso Ciampa turns on you. We've seen it though, man. We've That's exactly seen what, it. and you and you still asked. And you still <laughs> asked me that though. question. We've seen and it. You though. still asked me that question. Like WWE don't got the biggest rewind button on the click Why? remote from the Adam you, Sandler. You know movie. what to say. You like, know what to say. They got that click remote from the Adam Sandler movie. You just know what to rewind say. ever so often. Like. But you, do you think they'll throw a monkey wrench in there? Since Triple H is actually calling the shots. So have Johnny turn heel? Yes. That means we gotta do this whole let's, way. Let's thing think over. about this. Let's think about this. When Hogan flipped heel, he he wasn't a heel in fucking thirty years. You know what I'm saying? So let's do this. I love to see Johnny do it. Okay. Speaking of heel antics, Louis Kaz, you know he on his little. Hold on. He, he on his. He ain't said it right, bro. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm not Sam Irvin, but I'm gonna give my Ludwig Kaiser. Like I'll go elf, like Ludwig Kaiser, like what's the man name? Ludwig Kaiser. C minus. Like what's the story? Like what's the story? All right. So Gunther acknowledges his aggression after we know we bean potted Kofi Kingston's head to them stairs last week. They like, even hugged. Like they even hugged. Like come here, you deserve it. Um, newly returned Woods. Didn't like that, so challenged Kaiser to a hard-hitting match, ending in DQ when Woods hit Kaiser with that same chair that he lawn darted to Kofi Kingston Temple. Um, it looks as if Woods was about to get the upper hand because Kaiser went for the dropkick. Woods stomped him out and was about to like drop him on the announce table. Woods got the busted mouth aggression look. Um, Woods being a former King of the Ring winner, 
I've kind of, I've kind of been, I've kind of been upset trying. I've kind of been upset with only. We're still not really pushing him solo yet. Cause like we gave Kofi his push, gave him the WWE title. We did a whole thing with Biggie, and yeah, all Woods has gotten is a crown. Is the King of the Ring tournament that Roman Reigns then destroyed and took? Roman Reigns then said, "Hey, your crown, cute. Give me that." So let me ask: Is this the year that we try to? No. Even though people don't no. want it, I'm gonna say it. No. Do we break no. up a new day and give them and give the people something different this year? Because I honestly want something better out of a solo Xavier Woods. Tell at this me point. right now. What it is? Do not include IC title. It's then, baby, what else do you? What am I supposed to do? Because that's exactly what we, did, what we did for Biggie. I had feud with Corbin, Intercontinental Championship, lost that one Money in the Bank World Title. That's how these things go. You can't say don't say title when the title is the goal here. Hey, baby, like if it is, like I said, I won these tag team been, belts thirteen been, times. You done been here this long and still ain't got this one title. This title clearly ain't because I've been in the tag division my entire career. And, and notice I got these. At any and notice I got these belts thirteen times. You could have broke, broke off at any Sa- given point. Saving the tag team division. Technically saving it. Like okay. I said, when everybody went down, I got my King of the Ring shine. But then the moment and somebody there, came there back, went, they, there, there, there was your moment. Everybody was down. And what did you go for? King of the Ring. Because right. I had to start somewhere. And what was you the first thing started, I started with? Well, you, you know, they started with the, the, the ring tournament. started at the back of the line for one of these mid-card titles, baby. But no, you started it. The King of the Ring gets me a title shot. What if? Which what? is why Roman Reigns destroyed my crown. Oh. Now, that was the whole thing. The King of the Ring gets me a championship match. It could have been IC or United States, but you look you look Roman Reigns on his face at his pedestal on his throne and said, give me that. And he said, give me that. And he won. And what did you do? Start shaking your hips and throwing pancakes again. So, no, this is not the year for Xavier Woods. None of these years have been the years for Woods, baby. Like, I look at it like this as, as long as New Jay, excuse me, as long as New Day merch is still selling, man, they're going to keep them together. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. But I can see him seriously for real because you, you, you got to take him seriously. But I see him probably being in the U.S. title picture. And like they'll see how that make how that gets over with the fans. They gonna cheer him because he's still gonna be a new day member. Like, and that's why I like like once you win a tag team, that's what you just stuck at. That's why I'm loving Jay Uso's love solo run over over here on Raw. Speaking of him, he says Woods from Kaiser backstage. Can't wait for him to get the IC title. Moving on to <laughs> Tozawa versus Ivar. Y'all thought Ivar had this match in the back, but nope. All it takes is sex and to distract the Viking. And I hit Ivar with a powerball off the rope. One, two, three, baby. Oh, my God. Alpha Academy. Like straight, simple, to the point. Valhalla attacked Maxine after the match. They moved south to Zawa. Next week, we're going to get Valhalla versus Maxine Dupree. <laughs> like short, sweet, simple. That one there, baby. The Alpha Queen. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark beat Natalia and Tegan Knox to further who's going to challenge next for the women's tag team titles. I like that duo. Knox and Baszler. Yes. I'm on Stark and Baszler. Yes, because I'm, no, I'm a big Shayna Baszler fan. I love this combination right here. I miss I NXT like, Shayna I Baszler. I don't like any combination of Shayna Baszler and like, like I want Shayna Baszler. But you like, know, just that Shayna is, by herself because Shayna Baszler and is just Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I understand though, for real. Like they when they brought her up, man, all this fire, and then like you put it out, dude. I'll go on a rant about that another time. But yeah, I'm with you on that. But I'm. Uh, I'm glad she with somebody oh. who no. They, I ain't falling for it again, no, bro. Because I'm, I'm not glad she with somebody. That's just that's just. At least she's doing something. I wanted to be in the single um, picture too, bro. She like should have been the champion. I should have been the champion. I should have choked Rhea Ripley out ages ago. Like, come on, like, I should have beat Becky, bro. Like, I definitely should have beat Becky. 
I should have beat Becky back in. Say that again. Should have beat Becky back in 2020. Say that again. Come on, man. Did lost for what? Come on, man. That's not crazy. But anyway, I was like, and I'm going to choose the, and I'm going to choose to alter the main event of Monday Night Raw to Rhea Ripley and. Becky Lynch going face to face in the ring. Becky Lynch having her doubts that she is the best women's wrestler on the roster because she sees Rhea Ripley and believes that she's she is the best. Becky Lynch needs to prove that she is better than Rhea, and she says the only way she can do that is by winning the Rumble, choosing Rhea Ripley, and going on to WrestleMania to beat her. And like Rhea Ripley like wholeheartedly agrees. I don't like any of these outcomes. <laughs> For the like, women's rumble, I don't like any of these outcomes, because what, like, like, what, like, like, one that implies real steel toting is built, baby. Mm-hmm. We are going to Australia in a month. I am definitely toting this belt to Philadelphia. <laughs> like, woo child, like that implies that. And now, like, that also that means, like, say Rhea wins. My favorite question to you: What now? Like, if Rhea, if Rhea Ripley beats Becky Lynch at the rumble. Bianca, you're gonna say Bianca shut up. See, you, I'm going nah, to say nah. I'm going to say on, superstar shakeup slash draft, hold on, hold on, hold on, and I'm hold on, going hold on. to say Bianca Belair. I'm no, so glad you know word. where this is going. Your favorite word. You said what, man? What next? Your favorite word. Insert Jay Carhill. Ooh. We, we we got plans for her. Like we'll, we'll talk about the plans. We'll talk about right. plans for we'll, her specifically right. in a minute. That's what I'm Because I heard something Friday I that I didn't this. like, but like it kind of seems we're gonna likely. We're gonna turn that mic off. He ain't say that. He did not say Yes I did And also if Becky wins Same question Tiffany (laughs) If 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 Becky wins Go ahead and become the center of Monday Night Raw Real quick Like remember me See you next Tuesday (laughs) But um But no like Like I said I've been waiting on this Becky Lynch Real Ribbon match for a long time So I actually hope we get it And I wouldn't mind seeing it at Wrestlemania and then you know I just go through everybody else at the chamber like I did at um Crown Jewel, yeah. When she had to fade the fire away, um, like I said, I chose to end that as the main event because we discussed what happened in the real main event earlier. Uh, once again, we wish Seth Rollins the best in his recovery. I'll give my night night raw a solid seven this week. Um, this ain't like this ain't the go home show, so I ain't had to rate it that high. Like go home show, what happened this Monday? Like cannot wait, gentlemen. Raw. Solid seven? I give uh just to be weird, seven point two. Seven point two. All right, little little C show. Like, good job, Monday Night Raw. On to the black and gold brand or black and or gold and white brand. Whatever it is, it's Tuesday nights. It's NXT. And we started off hot with the Dusty Classic as Trick Mellow Game, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes took on Idris Nofe and Malik Blade. That was a great tag team that match. That was better than I expected. Like, that is, that is some of the best work I've seen from Idris Anofe and Malik Blade in a while. Highlight of that match definitely being that flipping DDT that just dropped Carmelo on his dome. Yeah, another wrestling move I can't use no more in my head. Thought of that one. Malik used it. But like, um... Like, those two are definitely going to be the future of the tag team division one day, just not right now. They did come up short to number one contender, Trick Williams, and his friend Carmelo Hayes, who definitely did not not attack him. I mean, it wasn't Lexus King, so, I mean, it's only one other person. But, hey, this is a slow burn industry, baby. Like, we're going to get to it at stand and deliver. (laughs) Like, we're like, because... 
We're going like, to we'll, we'll, we'll get to how I feel the story is going to go um, towards the middle of this review. But, yes, um, four, four young cats just putting it on. We're going to keep the train young with more the train rolling with more of the future of the business. As Obafemi came out to address his kingdom, Go ahead, calm down, because he is our ruler over family at 25 years That's old. That's very wild to say about a mid-card champion. I'm not going to lower myself like that, but I will let hey, you. Hey, man, the, pro, the promo was, the promo was good. You. The promo was good. So he all had, it takes he, is some fancy words, and you got a new ruler? He's the ruler of the NXT kingdom. Like he's the ruler of family. Nah, like, he's a whole champion. He's a whole other champion. He is backed by destiny. He's a whole other champion on top of him, but he can have it. Uh, he's a whole other champion, but hey. Like... <laughs> Steps off. Like, like step to off. Step like, to the other champion. But I don't gotta step to the other champion. I stepped to the championship that I wanted. Took mm. it off Jack and Lee. Here we go with these low here we go with these low ranks again. These low ranks again. I'm doing everything I can to be the mid card guy. Go ahead. The world champion just got his neck in order, so like Okay, a perfect opportunity to get the title off of him. <laughs> And I was a thinking person that would that wanted a title, but again, I'll go for the mid card. Safe. Go for the go for the workhorse title. Go for the title that's putting this thing on the map. Because like we stopped watching for the NXT title a minute ago. We watched for this North American belt. Act different. Damn this! I'm this conception. Like I'm excited for Obafemi's reign. So you're not excited about Trick about Trick Mello and Ilya in this world in this world title picture. We'll get to that in a second. We're that's talking no, about Obafemi. That's a no, and that's wild. Wow. Oba, what you got against Obafemi, Booker T? I mean, nothing personally. A few things character-wise, but hey, moving on. Uh, we'll move on. Um, after he, like in the middle of his address, Dragon Lee comes out and says he hope Obafemi continues the tradition of the Oprah Challenge. Obafemi basically just says, nah, bruh. And, um, then Dragon Lee says, well, well, Dragon Lee says, well, I want the rematch that I deserve. When um, Obafemi basically, nah, you bro, like you don't deserve anything, but pie like I'll think it over. Pie faced that little man and, and walked out that ring. So rude. I'll say Tatum Paxley teamed with NXT Women's Champion Live Valkyria to take on Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. That's going to have more storyline development later in the night. Tatum Paxley, like with his obsession with Live Valkyria, just started out of nowhere. Like one of my favorite storylines in the women's division. And dressed I'm just going like to leave it at that. Dressed like her and Dressed like her, like, came out to the music, like, was in the mic. But, um, this, like, I feel like we're getting, like, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, except extreme. Like, but instead of fandom where, like, I'm going to confront you about it, I'm just going to make this as weird as possible. Like, because Mickey pushed it, but I feel like Tatum is about to, about to go overboard with it. It's funny. I um, I had tuned in NXT like I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and I I was watching that, and I was like, dude, is this the same thing I saw? But I was like, this is a twist. So hell yeah, we're gonna see, man. Hey, Shawn Michaels is running the show, so no telling what we're gonna see. I like, like mm, that was easy. That was low hanging fruit, but I'm not gonna take it. Um, we got we cut backstage. To Ilya Dragunov interrupting Trick and Carmelo celebration to let Trick Williams know that at Vengeance Day, they will finally have their match that Trick Williams earned at Deadline by just, you know, if you remember that Deadline match, Trick Williams got that number one contendership. But, um, earned that one. But obviously, at the befuddlement, I guess I would put it, to Carmelo Hayes, because obviously, 
Now that Trick knows he's going to judge me for the world title, he feels it's going to take Trick out of the mindset for the Dusty Classic, which also has its finals at Vengeance Day. Damn. Now that we done said, now that we done said that. Prediction through, prediction through the Vengeance Day. Trick Mellow Game about to win the Dusty Classic. Carmelo Hayes is going to reveal he is the attacker in the middle of Trick Williams' match with Ilya. And that is how we get the stand and deliver match. That does nothing to them winning the Dusty Classic. Like, them, them, them winning the Dusty Classic only for that to happen throws that title shot in the water. And by that logic, somebody else can do it. Well, then I also have a B-side to that. They still like both. Either way it goes, like I'm going here. Like sorry, not sorry for your trick. Mellow game one wins Dusty Classic. Sorry, not sorry. Option B, they win Dusty Classic. Trick goes on to actually beat Ilya. We have the tag title match Yo, that op- they earn. Option B, option B is exactly. Oh, like you, yeah, you, you see where I'm going with this. Option B is a long game. This story, no. I'm good. Long, it's not a long game in this story. Like, it's giving Trick Mills the title, but then immediately costing us the tag titles. That way, now my heel turn is complete, and our match at Stand and Deliver is for the NXT Championship. No. Which match is going to take place first on the card? Uh, Definitely the, the Dusty The tag. Dusty Classic. Dusty. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, Joe Coffey takes on Ridge Holland with Ridge Holland willing fairly easy, but then Gallus. Jumping Ridge Hollins all the while, just looking in the back, make sure ain't nobody gonna come attack him because that's story of Ridge Hollins' life. Now, because you injure people, you have no friends in your NXT by yourself. Nah, 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 nah. That's basically what they got going on. Um, in the second matchup, in the last first round matchup of the Dusty Classic, SmackDown's Latino World Order, Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro took on Chase U. Apparently, Jason Jane made the call to take Andre Chase out that match and replace them with Riley Osborne. So we had Duke Hudson and Riley Osborne's Chase U tag team debut. And they lost. I mean, they weren't the original Chase U tag team, so it's, it's easy to see why they lost. Apparently, like, apparently this all, like, we said this was going to involve Jason Jane somehow, but now Jason Jane is, like, now the last hope. Now she, not only is she calling shots, at Chase U, but after the match, which was a real good match, by the way, like it could have went either way, but Cruz del Toro is just like an amazing wrestler. It's just a shame SmackDown doesn't show it. Um, upon losing the match, you t- we zoom in Andre Chase saying Jason Jane is our only hope. Then we see one of the NXT anonymous videos, and Jason Jane is with basically, I guess, the female student body. And we um take one chick out in particular, so. I'm just straight up asking, what did Jason, what Jason Jack did to this school? <laughs> what did Jason Jack do to this school? I mean, at this point, she's saving the school, so like, yeah. Also on the docket, Dajak um, fought Trey Bearhill after um, Trey Bear, after um, Dajak came and interrupted a nice little native conversation between Trey and Eddie Thorpe. Um, Dajak got the win After which Joe Gacy attacks Dajak setting up a little feud with him We had Joe Gacy on commentary for that match And it was creepy In a old school WWE blazer Ooh he looked like Fat Vince like. <laughs> He looked like Fat Vince He looked like Fat Vince but small Gorilla Muscle If that makes sense <laughs> Next segment Cheebus <laughs> um, oh, We get a backstage segment with JBL talking to Josh Bridge, you know, um, 
Briggs asked him for advice on how he could be better. JBL tells him, like, you got to figure out what you need to do. Like, when I wanted to become that guy, I put down the playing cards, put down the beer, showed everybody that JBL is a wrestling god. What are you, Mr. Briggs? Like, Job Briggs better be like, Job Briggs better be a slugger. Like, I'm talking Job Briggs better start coming in and knocking people out like Jake something or somebody. Because he got, like, he got the power, the stature, the skill to do whatever he wants just in NXT. Just got to do it. Like, I can't wait to see what he figures out to be the kill instinct that he needs. And finally, we go on to the main event, which was the number one contender's 20-women elimination battle royal that later became a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. We had a couple little stories break down in that. Obviously, the feud between the family and Out the Mud started with um, Adriana Rizzo and Jada Parker fighting on the outside and inside and eliminating each other. Um, Alexa Lopez and Lola Vice broke up after betraying each other in an elimination. Betraying each other is a wild statement. When because, like, Lola, Lola Vice just threw it out the ring. Yeah, like, after, that, that's not after saving. That's not betraying each other. Lola betrayed me and then we fought. Like, I didn't betray her. She got jealous. It's electric. Electra. Um, two of the standouts in the Battle Royal being Lash Legend and Izzy Dame obviously using their stature over the rest of these women to their advantage until it became too much. would have given Kalani Jordan a standout over Izzy for, you know, returning to the ring in Kofi Royal Rumble fashion, but... Not only did she return to the ring in Kofi Royal Rumble fashion, she also pulled a Jada King Lola wait until somebody else got out so I can make sure I'm in this Final Four. And also outlasted Izzy. Uh, Izzy was there. She was, doing a, she was doing a good job. I was like, obviously, um, you got your sore losers in your battle royals because as soon as I eliminate, as soon as Carmen Petrick eliminates Blair Davenport, I immediately pull Carmen Petrick out of that ring, introduce her to my patella tendon, ACL, MCL, and meniscus, and then just throws her back in the ring where she proceeds to play dead for seven minutes until Ariana Grace realizes it and throws her out of the ring. I'm, I'm such a fan of Miss NXT Ariana Grace, like Dora Santino Morella. She that's, that's a great character. I love everything about her. Like I love the Patrick Queen. Um, final four coming down to being Kiana James, Roxanne Perez, Kalani Jordan, and Fanley Henley go on to have a knife to a five minute match, which Roxanne Perez wins by hitting Pop Rocks on Kalani Jordan. She is now the number one contender and will face Lyra Valkyria at Judgment Day. Who y'all got in that match? It's Judgment Day? Yes, sir. Between Lyra and Roxanne. Judgment Day. Vengeance Day. I was wait, I was waiting on you to, I was waiting on you to catch it, baby. Judgment Day is the name of an old pay-per-view, so you have to forgive me. Like us us olden people, remember Judgment Day is a pay-per-view and not a stable. Mm-hmm. Just waiting on you to catch it. But uh I, got I see Lyra keeping it. To further this Tatum feud. To further this Tatum feud, baby. I would hope that this match at Avengers Day is finally Roxanne's call-up. She's a former champion. She's a former tag team champion. She's already done a Rumble. I'm pretty sure she's going to be in this year's Rumble. Um, and now she's got this new little edgy attitude. I hope she's able to bring this to the SmackDown Women's Division and help bolster some stories. Because I'd love to see her against Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, people like that. Like, have another match with Alba Fire. Like, I'm excited for the future of Roxanne Perez. Yeah, we'll see how this turn goes. Whether if there is a turn, if there is, hopefully. 
I ain't giving NXT on Tuesday nights. I'm giving it an eight. Like, I always enjoy my time on Tuesdays, and this week was no different. A lot of action, a lot of story. Yeah, I'm giving the NXT an eight. Solid eight. I can't wreck it. I was uh, busy doing something else. No problem. We should keep it honest. Time to move on over to the other side. We're going over to Jacksonville. That's not what they were, but that's what they based it. I was just going to say that's like, not what they were. That's, that's what they based it. Like, we like we nice. we leaving Stanford and headed over to Jacksonville because it's time to go to AEW down tonight. And we start off tonight with a TNT title match between Christian Cage and Dustin Rose, two guys who in WWE wouldn't be nowhere near as utilized as they are now. Those those are two veterans of the game, and they put on. An amazing championship match. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly more and more impressed with Dustin Rose every time he gets TV time. That guy. Yeah, they call said? him the, the natural. natural, the natural for but a it reason. Just, it just gives it just gives um, more credit that um, Tony is letting these guys who um, Vince and everybody thought they were done. They're still showing they can still put up not necessarily a five star match, but keep the fans involved, and that's what it's truly all about. I'm saying they definitely know how to keep us like us. This this character direction for Christian since he's been since he's gone turned heel has been like some of the most captivating things on AEW TV. Like and we knew like the moment he came across Dustin Rose, it was gonna be an issue because oh, baby, boy, because Dustin Rose has one blaring factor that all of Christian's pre previous foods have. He and we Dustin don't quite well. Dustin quite famously has that has one blaring factor against himself that Christian Cage likes using. We don't have to talk about it. Oh, so because after an amazing contest on Christian Cage. They'd get the win over Dustin Rose following two kill switches, not the Luchasaurus, um, to retain his TNT championship. So the finisher and the person. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It is trash. So if I say I'm going to hit the kill switch, I could be talking about. I could either be talking about dropping you on your face or punching a dinosaur, either or. <laughs> well, I'm appalled. <laughs> I am appalled. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> I hurt. Uh, what, what happened after that? Uh, after that, we have an amazing contest between the best friends being represented by international champion Orange Cassidy going against Pentagon and Carmanda representing the Lucha family at this point. Um, again, just solid working match from a team that's been busting out on the Indies versus two of Mexico's standouts. Um, I, I'm still... I'm in the mindset, wholeheartedly believing that Pentagon should have every single championship in the company. Absolutely not. Like it should always be Penta. Why? Because that man kept that is the most captivating and entertaining luchador of this generation, Until in my he dies opinion. In the middle of a match, and then I and just come back in back. red gear with a shovel, and then I still, and then I still drop you on your head. I still like y'all still hold up these heroes and this M's. This fear factor still gets it done, and don't let me have to break your arm. Like don't make me have to go for the sacrifice. No. Like it should always be and Commander is just a rope genius. Like he's one of those people like Grandma Tlee who just moves so flawlessly and seamlessly on the ropes, like just walking on like water. Cause these top rope, I mean these rope walking splashes and arm drags and shooting stars and moon salts and, and Tope Con Delanios and just like yeah, cause he just be doing stuff like that no, doesn't have names. Not a word. That like I say, like you gotta call it word. something though, because we just call it. Good we call it. Like, we had to call it holy S word, but we try to keep PG over here. So I just gave it a name. But like that, that's how exciting his matches are, and they did not hold back against Orange Cassidy 
and Trent Beretta. And Trent Beretta, ever since he's starting to get a little more aggressive, has really been putting in that work. Unfortunately, I can see that means that the best friends have to break up. Mm. Everything has I mean, to they, they, really, they ain't really a group as it is, but hey, whatever mm-hmm. works. They're a group. They're matter sure, to each I mean, other. Like they was exactly. Finna, like exactly. after the win, like after the win, they were gonna go for the hug and everything. I mean, until you know, undisputed kingdom came out and ruined everything. And Roger, Roger Strong for wanting this title match with Orange Cassidy was the worst motivation. I want the title match. Okay, when do you want it? I'm not gonna tell you that because I want you to think about me. <laughs> when do you like they don't work on Orange Cassidy? He just asked you when you want this match so I can know. What day to show up? I don't care nothing about actually giving you the match. <laughs> like, Roddy, do better. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing it for my best friend, Adam. Do it for his ankle. Don't do it like, like this. Like, I don't care nothing about that. Oof. Uh, I'm sorry, but like, like I told y'all, the, undis- the Undisputed Kingdom already isn't it for me. <laughs> Especially because they just expect somebody to win a world title then hand it over like this is Andre and DiBiase or something. Wild. <laughs> Andre and DiBiase is wild. Mm-hmm. But did it happen? It didn't need to. It didn't need to. How much was the plastic surgery Next <laughs> segment. Next segment. Uh, we get a sit-down interview with Renee Paquette as she... Interviews Matthew and Nicholas Jackson because they are stepping into their EVP roles and would like to be addressed professionally. And all I'm gonna say on that is CM Punk promo. Tell me otherwise. <laughs> if you watch this sit down interview, this was a CM Punk promo, and I, I mean, refuse to hear it. Like a, we meant, we mentioned Sting, but this was a, a CM Punk promo. There's a difference between us and CM Punk. One of those differences being employed by AEW, but. <laughs> But that was not a CM Punk promo because everything they said was not selfishly driven. It was more, it was locker room driven. Like they're the EVPs of the company. They're going to start standing up and representing the company. And when Renee asked them about Sting, uh, you seem you seem to be forgetting that these interviewers throw these words out at us, and we respond. Then we don't bring them up. AKA, Baby, like I Paul. said I said the word rumor, and um, and Matthew Jackson just decided to go there on a whole. One, dust. There was one. Rumor. I said the there word rumor, one, and there is one rumor surrounding us right now. Renee, let me talk about it. Sting, maybe so, maybe no. No, baby, he did not say anything about Sting. When I said rumor, he said CM Punk. Then rumor. I said Sting. They said maybe. Uh, no, I no, I said rumor. They said CM Punk without saying his name. I said Steam. Nicholas Jackson pulled out his phone and said, "Oh, we got our EVP business to take care of, but probably like that is how that sit down interview but, went." Like we have EVP business, so like so like I said, all for like took my TV time to cut CM Punk promo, but it's whatever. Um, guns up because. Um, Bullet Club Gold took on the Mogul Embassy for the Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Team Championships. Um, kind of weird, not kind of weird cheering for the guns, but why is it bo- weird cheering for the guns? Because what, like, like boy, we, we just spent the we just spent the last train, two years. So I, you we haven't just, been on this train with me, is what I just heard. No, like I I I, um, I took a ride at the Mini Man entrance. <laughs> So you haven't been on this train with me is what I just heard. I also still ain't got a nickname, so <laughs> Switchblade. Well the card blade still doesn't have a nickname. Card blade wasn't the best thing on TV for you. No. Good, because we got another one. It's juice card. Right? <laughs> we got another chance. Like, yes, I was obviously sure of uh, cheering for Jay White and Juice Robinson, but you know, like 
Billy, but like Billy Gunn kids, like what are y'all? But no, um, uh, members of the Bullet Club now. I was saying, but no, um, and especially Colton Gunn was one of the standouts in this match for Bullet Club. Actually, like Bullet Club, like Colton's hot tag was phenomenal. That kid got that kid has always had a lot of swag and charisma, which is why I didn't want to cheer him. But like Colton is like one of the one of the better y'all athletes AEW has on their books. They sit in the entrance, folks. Many men. Which like that's that's all like okay, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but um yes after some tremendous back and forth action and some slight change by Prince Nana I was able to I being Jay White was able to hit the sling blade on Bishop Khan to procure the six man tag team titles of Ring of Honor for the Bullet Club, but not after Anthony Bowens attempted and made the save while Prince Nana was doing his Nanaing. I'm saying all the T's, the joining together of maybe a super faction in AEW. That Anthony Bowens has been trying to do for a while. Because like we we all just play we all just play like sucker to this whole undisputed kingdom thing. They laid all they took all of us out and we all started pointing fingers at the wrong person and now like Aka, now that we know who it is, they jumped you, they jumped up. Y'all ain't trying to go get y'all get back. <laughs> I mean, no, not for real, but like it's Adam Cole, Roddick Strong, The Kingdom, and Wardlow. Who's that? Like, like not with me. It's what uh, that like is. Two of that, two of that five one belts with masks on their face, baby. Like, no, we ain't trying to go back at that. I'm saying now for a big Latory 15 minute women's segment. Deanna Perazzo made her AEW Dynamite debut against Anna J with Timeless Tony Storm on commentary. Um, this was this was a number one contenders match, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, like I want to say it was built as such. But, I don't um, think so, no. Um, but um, if it was, well, if it was or if it wasn't, um, Tony Storm and Deanna Perazzo, according to Deanna at least, have history as being friends. Obviously, Timeless Tony Storm has no recollection of her past, and therefore none of that matters. But Deanna Perazzo did get the victory with the Venus DeMilo double armbar, beautiful finisher. Looks like it hurts. Um, showed tremendous respect to Anna Jay after the match, and obviously told De- Antonio, obviously after the match, said, don't worry about me, worry about you, ten t- chin, tits, and shoe. Like, threw both of them at her. Went on about our lovely business. Um, Private Party made their AEW televised return for the first time in over a year. Mark Quinn's been out injured for a while, but now they're back on tag team tag team scene. Shot, shot, shot. We took on the team of Top Flight, Darius Martin, and Dante Martin, two brothers who also have been away from tag team action due to injury, but have um reemerged in the trio scene with Ashton Andretti. Um Private party working slightly more heel. They did get the win with Mark Quinn hooking the ropes. He fell. He fell? He fell into the ropes. He fell into the ropes. That's the story you're going with? The story he's going with, but that's a story for a later time. But he fell into the ropes and used those ropes for leverage to stop his further falling and and, and, and happen, happen to get a win over the top flight guys. And so now we all take our shots. All right, so welcome back, private party. And in the main event, Samoa Joe took on Hook. For the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and my God, Hook is going to be the future of this business. Going to carry it on his shoulders. Like um, I watched that match, and um, I watched the full match. I watched everything that happened, um, bell to bell. First of all, love it when I love the pass out versus tap out, especially when I do get the proper three arm drops. You know, when wrestling, especially this day, we don't get the 
three, as often when we get to two and then the hook up and like that do be making me mad. But um, no, I love me not me being so stubborn to not give up that I'll just fall asleep in your cocaine clutch. Yeah, when hook when hook kicked out of that first that first muscle buster, I was at one like, kicking was out of like, the muscle buster, at, kicking out of the muscle buster at one would have given like, anybody what? else that title. Like anybody else fighting Samoa Joe gets that title off him kicking out of the muscle buster at one. Like, cause you you just don't do that. Like the muscle buster is, is Mu- finisher. Like muscle buster means three. Like once I put you on my shoulders and crunch you up like this and grab your legs and slam backwards, like. Let me get this three count. I'm going to go back to this locker room. We're going to chop it up at the bar later. Like, um, But, yes, yeah, like this match, whole, this match and what happens afterward, I believe whole Harley made Hook the future of wrestling. And, I, and here's the moment I call it. I call it I call it the Jeff Hardy Undertaker moment. Damn, he read my mind. Like, yeah, I, I'm glad we're here. Like, this is he exactly my, what that was. Um, I was just about my, to say for, that. For those guys who don't know what's going on, um, when I say that um, Undertaker defended his, undis- at the time, undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Jeff Hardy in a ladder match on Monday Night Raw, where Jeff Hardy just mostly wanted to prove he could hang. And after that match, um, I retained the title. Jeff Hardy said he's still standing. Undertaker goes in, drops him again. Jeff Hardy gets back up on the mic again. Like, ah, I'm standing. I'm against these ropes, but I'm standing. Like that, that was funny. They to call on the mic. I'm against these ropes, but I'm standing. Wow. <laughs> and then Undertaker goes in, looks like he about to knock Jeff out, and then just raises his hand. You want crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what, was, and that's exactly what was happening there. Samoa Joe, like Hook, like that's all you got. Muscle busted again. Um, Hook getting back up, and like Samoa Joe was either finna. And it looks like Joe was either going to hit him or possibly raise his hand. Unfortunately, we don't know because Hangman came out. Like, I would have loved for that to, I would have loved for Samoa Joe to raise his hand like in that moment and then Hangman come out and stare down Joe. And he really didn't stare down Joe because we also just stared down Swerve who was in the audience. Because whose house? <laughs> I could, but I, I, like, while you're on your who's house, like, I'm going to jump on you and let you, let you defend this one. I swerve, beat Heyman Page twice. Heyman Page still wants the world title scene, cool, whatever. We both say we don't want to fight each other. Why, instead of looking at the world champion, we locking eyes with each other at the end of the night? I mean, Hangman looking at me, and I'm not just going to let you look at me like I'm pussy. Like, <laughs> you're just not, you're just not finna punk me down. Like, I'm done with you. But I don't think we can't just like open. Don't think we can't open that book again and reread a couple chapters. Haley Smith knows what needs to happen because that's all I'm like. Because at this point, it's starting to turn to that, especially after they drunk each other blood. Right. (laughs) Especially like it's like now it's the tension. (laughs) Like, hey, bro. Like I was done with you when I won the match. You attacked me again. You need to be asking. You need to be asking Hangman these questions. I quite literally hung you to win the match. You, the two the two weeks after that you attacked me. Man, you gotta see where it goes. When when is now on AW's next pay per view? Revolution. That's in March, right? Yeah. We got a month to figure it out. That was the review of AW Dynamite. I'm giving Dynamite also a strong eight. A lot of happened. A lot of good wrestling. A lot of character development. Um and yeah, like. That world title match just putting that up that, there. That's what actually. Um, made me do the 8.5 in my mind because like that I haven't seen in 10 years something like that man that was brutal and you just saw pure passion 
that's all you saw, pure passion. So you gotta love it. Quan, what you giving Dynamite? Solid nine. Solid nine. Like, all right, Dynamite made an A minus this week. Go ahead, Dynamite. All right. Time to jump back into some OG stuff. We're talking about total nonstop action wrestling. We are back. Like, this is the real TNA Impact. Well, we do it big, and what better way to kick off the new era of total nonstop action wrestling than with an X Division Six way scramble? TNA wrestling was built on this X Division and this knockout division because it's not about weight limits. Mm-mm. It's about no limits, and we saw that in this six way scramble between Kushida, Trey Miguel, Laredo Kid, Speedball Mike Bailey, Triple A Mega Champion. At almost 800 days, Elio Devekingo and Jake something. This match was just all over the place from the very beginning. Like I said, um, when I was talking about the hard to kill card last week, if you have not seen Elio Devekingo in a match, you are doing yourself a disservice. That is a 25-year-old prodigy. When it comes to Mexican wrestling, um, has held the mega championship since he beat since he beat Kenny Omega back in the pandemic days, and has just been toting the Triple A banner. Um, hard hitting match came down to so everybody hitting their finishes. Obviously, there's only one person that can stand on top, and that man's name is something. I said it last year. Please let Jake something be signed and do something major for somebody this year because that is a lot of talent that. That I'm not gonna say it's going to waste, but like the stop start pushing of a of a man his stature with his ability and charisma, it gotta stop. Like, Quan, you seen Jake something come up? Like, what's stopping us from actually pulling the trigger with him? Booking. Besides booking, maybe there's nothing for him. <laughs> We keep having these talks. Maybe there's just nothing to do, bro. Like, then why did you? Then why bring him back to make money? Maybe he wanted to come back. Like, it's not just us. Like, contracts are a two way streak, baby. Like, we didn't we didn't sit Jake something down and say we gonna make you a champion. Sign this contract. We said we want you sign this paper. He said I want to work, so I'll sign it. Like, at the end of the day, buddy's employed and working. Like. Everybody don't get to ride the gravy train. Somebody got to be in this caboose. Hey, hey. Baby still cutting the chick. And still doing a good job of it. So he was doing a good job of cutting your chick, boy. Since they got released, they done lit the tag team team on fire. And now we is here in TNA to do the same thing. Grizzled young veterans took on TNA originals. Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian, and again, another hard-hitting match. Like, if you haven't seen any of their work from NXT and only know their work as as part of the schism, you are missing out on what Zach Gibson and James Drake can really do. After a miscommunication spot going wrong between Kazarian and Eric Young, the GYV hit the GYT. Yes, Grit Your Teeth is in the music and the name of the finisher. Congratulations. Um, hit Grit Your Teeth for the win, put the ABC on notice, and then... Kazarian turned heel on Eric Young. Surprising no one. Surprising absolutely no one. He's supposed to be my year, yada, 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 yada. Like, like, I don't know what, like, Kazarian ain't really got no basis for his heel turn, unfortunately. Like, I guess they had a miscommunication spot at Hard to Kill that cost them the match against the system, but 
I guess it's another case of the at at time of recording unnecessary heel turn. <laughs> like, and I'm just sick of those. Um, debuting knockout Zaya Brookside, who did um make her debut at the Hard to Kill Ultimate X Knockouts match, signed a contract, came in, took on Tasha Steele's former Knockouts champion, defeated her with the Brooksy Bomb. Um, Nick Nemeth came out to address the crowd, saying that he wants to see what he can do outside of the bubble world. As Nick Nemeth, he is then interrupted by Steve Macklin, who basically says, yeah, all that's cute or whatever. We're not going to care because all we're going to wonder is what happened to Don Ziggler. <laughs> Said um, Nick Nemeth hit him in the danger zone. That's what we rena- renamed the zigzag because danger zone. And um, finally, Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay had the match of, t- had the match of television for the week, um, there's nothing I can say about that match itself. Go to YouTube, 30 minutes, all of it Dude. is on there. Go go watch it. The first match, let me comment on this real quick. The first match that I actually stood up and said, Dude, this is a good match was Taker Michaels won. This right here is on that level, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, and they, I they actually out, saw they this out, match. They went out there and did that. Dude, like, they went out there and did that. Like, this is great for Josh Ellis and the streak of like best TV matches. Cause like Josh the heart and soul of TNA. That guy, man. And this one didn't disappoint in the slightest. That like guy, I said, I don't feel comfortable dude. talking about it because it's so good. Like my notes legit just say Josh Alexander versus Will Ospreay. Go to YouTube. Like 30 you, minutes. Go sit down and watch that wrestling. You guys put me on Josh Alexander. Been watching them. I, I watched them ever since he the Moose thing, dude. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, you mean when Moose like shattered uh, my world, we, shattered my world in front of my kids and my wife? Called that shot. I'm just we saying. Cashed I'm just we saying. cashed in. I'm just we saying. In, baby. I'm just we saying. Nick Nemeth did the same thing just we without just without a title, but then it didn't work. Oh, it worked because who was on their back? But who still got this belt? Who still got signed? Hey, I wanted to comment on something. You were talking about Jake something not being signed and. It came in my head. Do you think he's going to take like a journey like how AJ Styles or um, Brian Danielson, you know, how they were like on the indies for years and years and years and years, you know what I'm saying? And then somebody finally signed him. So that I thought about that when you were talking about that. Do you see that happening to Jake something? A little bit. Like he's already still making making his way around the indies while still be doing most, keeping, you know, Semi good deal with impact, with impact and all that. Like, I just think, um, like you know, um, a- as he is, I don't see him going to somewhere like AEW or or um WWE. Um, my honest opinion would be for Jay something to go to Japan for a while. Mm. Like, cause people, especially like guys who have been like stuck doing the same thing for a while, they always seem to find bigger purpose in Japan. And if Jay something could go to Japan and play his cards right. And like show that little something extra. This might be a small stretch, but uh, he could be the next big guy from over here to make it over there, like on the level of someone like Vader or something. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Like, I believe he could do that. I can, I'm with you on that. All right, but yes, um, that was TNA Impact. I'm giving Impact. I can't give anything less than a seven because all the wrestling was so good. Like there wasn't. There wasn't much filler funk or nothing. Like Nick Nemeth came out and made his point. We got some feuds established. X Division knocked it out the park as always. And again, Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay. Just please go to YouTube and watch that thirty minute match. You won't be disappointed. So yeah, I give Impact Wrestling seven point five. I give him an eight just because 
Solid seven. Little B. Like just solid mid B. And last but certainly not least. Oh, hold up. Don't Ooh. forget about Scott's passionate speech after that match. Oh, Scott Moore, when he Scott Moore did come out and cut a heartfelt speech about what the wrestling industry means to him, what TNA means to him, and what's and like I said, the match is so good. Seeing a match like that on the to main event the new era of TNA. That's like TNA has always been about pro wrestling. That's what wrestling should aspire to be. Which is why I get why I want nobody to say their name. <laughs> like, I absolutely get Like, we got such, like, we didn't sign Ethan Page. We didn't sign Kira Hogan. We just got Deanna Perrazzo. We got AJ Styles. We got Barbara. We got this. We got that. Where'd you get them from? Y'all don't want to say their name because y'all don't want to acknowledge there's better wrestling out there. Yeah. Because, like, y'all want their stars, but y'all won't tell them. Y'all won't tell, like, they just been grinding on the independent scenes. Nah. TNA made those people, and now y'all want them. You ain't indies if you got a TV deal. Like, you ain't in this if you got a TV deal, and TNA gives out TV deals. That's the truth. That's the truth. So, like, yeah, like, I'll say, I'm going to say this for everyone listening. Please do not sleep on Total Nonstop Ashland Wrestling. Like, do not. If you really want to know what good wrestling looks like, go watch you some TNA. Find out how to get access TV. Find your bootleg stream. Like, go to YouTube. Become a subscriber. Like, just don't sleep on TNA. All right. Last and certainly not least in our wrestling review, because we didn't talk about six shows. We are going to jump into Friday Night SmackDown. Are you ready? I was until that. Well, too bad, because we still got to talk about it. Um, we start off this week's episode with the contract signing for the Fatal 4-Way at the Royal Rumble. This Saturday, AJ, Randy, and LNI signed the contract. But Paul Heyman intervenes, you know, trying to pull his Paul Heyman wise man shtick. We ain't seen it. The lawyers ain't seen it. So, nah. But, you know, Nick Aldis is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. NWA stands for not with all that. So, like, right bet, Roman doesn't have to sign this contract. I would just make Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight a triple threat match for the vacant, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Then Paul Heyman came out here. My God, Nikki, you look so good and your clothes that look like mine. But, like, you're doing a good job. But, baby, don't do that. Uh, which leads to AJ Styles and LA Knight going back and forth. LA Knight saying that um he will screw the crown jewel. So like this should be my match. AJ Styles said the bloodline tried to take me out and you just stepped over my dead body to get in the title picture. So this should be my match. LA Knight says I'll do it again. What about it? Yeah. They had a match later in the night. We'll get to a little bit later. Um, while they while they have their little beef, Randorn reminds Paul Heyman, like, you know your clients don't do too well against me, right? So I'm gonna beat solo. Then I'm going to introduce Roman to RKO, and we're going to be cool. Cool? Great. Um, uh, how y'all, just straight up, how y'all feel about Roman Reigns at this point? I'm, I'm yeah, honestly. the next thing. Like, that, that's how I feel. Because we got to talk about him in the main event, so we might as well go and get some comment going. We'll talk about him in the main event. Like, I'm, I'll I'm get my piece out right now, man. All right, go ahead. And you can call me an old head, whatever, dude. But when you grow up watching Flair, Hogan, all them cats who are there every week, whether they're hurt or not, dude, come on, bro. Just be on TV. Just, just be, on, just be TV. on TV. Just be on TV. Or you give up the belt. Just be on TV. Just be on TV. That's all I want, man. That's all I want. Just be on TV. Like, I got to wait three months to see the world champion on my show. Like, dude, you had more returns than matches. Come on, man. 
Uh, let's see what we go. Cha cha cha. All right, then to start off our action on Friday night SmackDown, the LWO of Carlito, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde take on the new Legado de Fantasma, Andrew Garza, Humberto Carrillo, and Santos Escobar. Um, pretty much just a six man tag team match. Um, Carlito hit the backstabber on Umberto, who wasn't the legal man, just get rolled up by Santos Escobar, and a Legado del Fantasma won. And now is the part of the show where I like to remind everybody that Carlito ain't won a match since Fastlane. Mm, that is true. Who's Carlito again? Somebody we re signed at Fastlane. Exactly. So, like. Right. <laughs> Yeah, next, Pretty Deadly took on Tyler Bate, and finally, don't even don't do that. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna, yes, I'm gonna just say finally, Pete Dunn, because no, I, like whatever you're gonna say, let me go ahead and stop you right there. I wasn't with Butch from the beginning. So we're, I hated how long Butch? we're done with Butch. Wow, yes, it's like yes, yeah, say say what you want, how you want to feel. No one was feeling Butch. Everyone knows Butch was a Vince McMahon decision. We've been waiting on the day to not have Butch. Now we ain't got Butch no more. If you honestly about to sit up here and say this does nothing. For Pete Dunn, you are wrong because Butch was legit, like to quote my producer, Scrappy Doo in a tag team, and I didn't like it. So, yes, I am happy for Pete Dunn. Now you can speak. Bro, I'm with you the whole way. I wasn't even fine when they turned Walter's name to Gunther. Like, really? Butch, that's what you came up with? Following a bitter end, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn did get the victory. Over Pretty Deadly. Next up, we have the KO Show with special guest United States champion Logan Paul. Logan Paul basically talks about how he knocks people out in real life. Kevin Owens says there ain't a punch you can throw that'll knock me out for real. Logan Paul tries. Logan Paul finds out. They brawl outside. And then I, you know, smash Kevin Owens' broken hand on the rainbow since he wanted to try. Like, hey, bro, you injured, I'm not. Like, you injured, I'm not. So like they um they have a United States Championship match this Saturday at the Royal Rumble. Cannot wait for this pay per view just as a whole. What do y'all think about Logan um carrying the U.S. strap? He's definitely toning it to Mania, but who he's dropping it to, I have no idea. L.A. Knight. Next question. I hope so. I re- I really hope you're right. Like I'm just so serious. I really hope you're right. Kaden Carter and Katana Chance finally bringing the women's tag team titles to SmackDown as they take on Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Um, last time Alba Fire and Isla Dawn were in a match, they were losing the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That lets you know how long ago that was. But um, they had a pretty decent showing. Obviously, they came up short to the keg stand finisher. Um, after the match, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie. Made their intentions known. Damage Control wants more gold. And that's as far as we went with the Damage Control storyline this week. And finally, um, and finally, like the main event kind of like goes all into itself. LA, LA Knight and AJ Styles have a match to settle their differences from earlier in the night. Ends in a new DQ. Ends in no contest when Solo Sokoa gets involved. Spikes both of them. Two down, one to go. Transitions into Solo Sokoa versus Randy Orton. Um, real good match, but obviously, you cost me my match. I'm going to cost you yours. LA Knight and Solo. LA Knight comes out, jump Solo Sokoa. AJ Styles come out, jump LA Knight. And Jay Uso, or Jimmy Uso, which everyone wears the No Yeet shirt. It's Jimmy Uso, correct? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They don't, I, they don't look alike. They're twins, but go off. They wear different colors. They're they twins, but they go off. They don't look alike. 
Their twins would go off. Um, they don't look alike at all, bro. One of them wears blue, the other wears red. One of them is in a bloodline they tried to kick his brother out of. But, babe, what is the bloodline even at this point? Uh, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Asterisk. and Paul Heyman. Jimmy Uso, Asterisk, and Paul Heyman. Oh, no, baby, I'm in it. Like, no, like, I'm in it. Roman, Roman tell me to jump. I'm in the air. Like, I'm in the bloodline. Like, Oh god! Um, amidst all the confusion, Solo goes for the spike, but everyone keeps forgetting that Randy Orton is a jump type Pokemon. So all I got to see is your head at a slight position to drop you with this cutter. One, two, three. Like La Knight and AJ come in to chase off the rest of the bloodline, but then La Knight forgets that I am also a back type Pokemon. So the moment you turn around, RKO AJ Styles. See, they're like, "Look, AJ, I'll drop La Knight for you." Before proceeding to drop him. Roman Reigns hits the Superman punch out of nowhere on Randy Orton. Oh my God, he showed up to work. Uh, like he showed up in Atlanta for five minutes. Um, signs the contract. The match is on for the Royal Rumble. But ooh, Roman Reigns forget. I have Roman Reigns forgot that Randy Orton has seen every variation of a spear since 2002. Also, Roman Reigns, maybe if you did an Auga before you hit this spear, <laughs> you could hit it a little more quiet. Because the moment you run, Randy Orton is there with an RKO and Atlanta Lee SmackDown hearing voices in their heads. <laughs> Gentlemen, are y'all ready for the Royal Rumble? Yes, I am. We'll see. I'll be I'll be ready by the end of the by the end of both of them. Did you say by the end of the year? By, I said I'm ready by the end of both of them. By the end of both rumbles. By the end of both rumbles, will I be ready for the Royal Rumble? Yes. All right, and that was Friday Night SmackDown. Not much action on here, like a lot of a lot of talking and stories. So I'm giving SmackDown a six. Yeah, five. Yeah, I'm with you six. I'm saying all right. We're gonna give we're gonna finish SmackDown off with about a little C minus. And that is wrestling in review. Um, like I said, we discussed six shows already, so I'm not going to discuss much about Rampage or Collision. I will go ahead and like and say from the Collision that since it already happened that we mentioned the possibility of a super faction forming when we did the Dynamite review. Well, oh yeah, looks like they just went on ahead and did it. <laughs> Like, ladies and gentlemen, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, AEW Trio Champions, and Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Team Champions, Bullet, Bullet Club Scissor Division. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, the Bullet Club Golden Scissor. Like, oh, wow. Nice. And we're already way ahead of the War Dogs because we have all, because all of us got titles. <laughs> Oof. Like it's, it's like Undisputed Era, but better. I mean, all the War Dogs had titles. That's cute. Had got a like had is like past. I mean, it's still had, and y'all don't like each other like that. So <laughs> it's like it's one of those the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situations. What got. common enemy do the six of y'all have? The Undisputed Kingdom. So you mean to tell me the six of y'all with belts are worried about <laughs> are worried about these five new niggas with black t shirts? Okay, okay. It's not that we're worried about like no, we, no, no, no. Like we are, we are casualties of their war because like this was this was about this was about MJF and Adam Cole. They like their rivalry got us involved and got us attacked because you, you got like well, you actually, first of all, I'm first of all when it comes to the claim, this is all um, 
Caster's fault. Want, wanted to be buddy buddy with MJF. How, but like Swiss, like but Swiss, like Jay White, let, uh, let it roll out. Like yo, your plan was cute. However, I don't appreciate being collateral. Oh, so yeah, like. I gotta get you because you got me for no reason. Then get me with your two friends and not these six other, not them three other folks. No, nah, because you want, no, because y'all mobbed us, so y'all finna mob on y'all. Like it was five of y'all that jumped me, so I got six, so I got six at you. Hey. Like it's a numbers game, baby. Nexus taught us that. It's a, tit- <laughs> it's a titles game, and like six of y'all got them. And like, we got them, and now we got time to beat y'all up. Because y'all, because like now, because like, because y'all got titles too, actually. But like it's three of y'all, so pretty sure that y'all gonna want some of these, especially after Roger lose to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So that's the end of the wrestling review. That's about that's just about all I got. So you find listen to the NWW. Um, like I said, the Royal Rumble is coming up. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts, LG? Just waiting to hear that buzzer, brother. Just waiting to hear that buzzer. And also, even though I have a prediction, I just want to see if a friend of mine's prediction is correct about the outcome of the Fatal 4-Way for the WWE title. But whatever. Hit us with it. Uh, my boy, shout out, Dollar Bill. Y'all all know him. He's talking about that um, Roman's going to drop the title and it's going to be him and um, The Rock at Elimination Chamber, blase, blase. So I'm like, okay, let's just see how this plays out. So it's all good. Right. Quandeniable one. Are we going to see what happens? Are we going to watch it live? Just keep watching your favorite product, folks. And I do actually have a final thought. I actually have an announcement to make, gentlemen. Like I said, um, we we do these podcasts on the weekend, so sometimes there's be some stuff that we miss and some stuff that we don't get to cover until late. Obviously, I don't want to cover big things like that really that really matter, and Royal Rumble is something that matters. So, it is my distinct pleasure to announce to the world that Nerds Watching Wrestling is launching a YouTube channel, and the first thing we'll be doing on said channel is live streaming the Royal Rumble. Pay per view, yes, yes, indeed. Nerds Watch Wrestling will be going live on YouTube so you can get our general in time reactions to the Royal Rumble so we can cover everything that happens night of so that when it's time to record, nobody is left in the dark and we got everything out on a timely matter. Um, please keep up on Facebook, that's our only social media right now for updates on that. We will let you guys know when the stream will be going live through there, but yes. Nerds Watching Wrestling is about to go to YouTube, and we want you guys to come and watch the Royal Rumble with us streaming live. So we hope to see you guys on the stream. We hope to hear your we hope to see your ears on this episode and the next. For the Reaper and the Quan Deniable One, I am SWS ZJ Pierce, and we are nerds for life.